0: Welcome to Shatter by Rockwell Automation Women in the Field. We're your hosts, Olivia Robertson
1: and Corinne Pelish. Rocking in a rolling. We are. It's our first solo episode, Olivia.
0: Excited? Well, second. We did do the introduction a long, long That's time true. ago. But so technically, if people listen to that, then that was a solo episode. But this is our first one since.
1: That's true. First one since. And it's on an extremely fun topic, I would have to say.
0: I actually really like this topic. It's you can like it, it because it's it's close to my heart. I yes. feel it all the time sometimes. Not all the time, but you know, passionate about it.
1: Yes. Passionate in the right way. You were the yeah. one, I have to give you credit, you came up with this and you sent me a podcast on it and we both listened to it and we're like, we got to discuss it. This is something all too frequently women are kind of thrown under the bus for. So we, I think it's worth mm-hmm. having a great discussion around today. Oh yeah. So Olivia, what is the topic?
0: So our topic this week is women and anger, or women rage, or woman yes. rage.
1: Woman rage, female anger,
0: female yes. rage.
1: So how would you describe anger, Olivia?
0: So anger typically is something that stems from being annoyed, uh, something, it's kind of like a scale. So mm-hmm. a scale of anger typically is from being annoyed to fury, to irritation, to rage. So just when you're really ticked by something, something that bothers you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, if we look at like the, how the brain works, we're constantly analyzing situations. So it's our subconscious that is just perceiving the world around us. And we are expecting certain things to happen based on the circumstance or, you know, the meeting, the call, the sports games we're watching. And when things don't really line up, there's an alarm that goes off in the brain, uh, within the amygdala and it triggers that fight or flight response. So all of a sudden you're in like a heightened adrenaline situation Mm -hmm. because something just isn't lining up with what you thought should happen, you know, culturally or, um, just, you know, within the situation, you think something should have gone a certain way. Right. So basically like stress hormones are flooding your body. And that's why people can get like red and angry. And, um, you can actually get like, like, you know, certain people get really like angry with like their body and like, yeah,
0: you're frustrated. Yeah.
1: Blood pressure. Like you're just like not thinking correctly. So we're like readying ourselves for a situation. Um, but then your prefrontal cortex actually like puts context to the situation, which is your prefrontal cortex is all around like reasoning and making decisions and so you're you know you're going through this response and then finally it gets to the context part of your brain and it's like wait wait, wait a second is it like an extreme injustice that i should be like pissed off about or is it really just a uh, you know the ref didn't call a goal on a review within a hockey game so it's kind of like ebbing and flowing like should i just be annoyed on that scale olivia was mentioning or should i absolutely lose my mind on this issue because something is just
0: wrong. I think what you just described there, though, is that we should be doing our best work when we're really, really angry. We're pumping <laughs> on adrenaline. We're, we're our bodies ready for it. And we're thinking somewhat clearly. Right. Not really. But we're passionate. <laughs> we're like ready to get after it. Yeah, maybe. We're maybe in an ideal it. world. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe not. Maybe not. But... <laughs> With the right context,
1: though, maybe right because yeah. you kind of like um, you know anytime that st- those stress hormones are running around your body, sometimes you you do your best work. I think about professional athletes or even uh, politicians or whomever um, mm-hmm. you know when they're when they're up there in front of people and they're doing what they've been bred to do, they they might perform at a higher level than if they're than they're not you know under that same stress and right. pressure. So it is an interesting. Um, kind of thing to to talk around.
0: Yeah. Interesting dichotomy, especially with like, you're given this like courage through that adrenaline. Yeah. It seems like, but. Absolutely.
1: So what's the difference really between anger and rage then?
0: So rage is more thought of as an excess of anger. So it's like that step above just being angry. Whereas rage has this like chaoticness to it or like this intensity that isn't always associated with anger, or at least personally, that's how I take it. But I think that makes sense. You know, mm-hmm. it is that um,
1: there is kind of a, a line. I think, and anger is kind of like the umbrella, maybe, um, almost like all. You know, squares are rectangles, but not all rectangles are squares. Like all yeah. rage is anger, but not all anger is rage. Maybe.
0: Yes, I would. I would think that too, because when you think of it in the context of like women versus men, you would think. When I don't know when I think of rage, all, almost immediately I think of women. You rarely see I feel or hear of men being say, saying that men are full of rage or right. they're they're rageful or whatever as a descriptor. It always right. seems like it's a woman trait versus a men's trait.
1: Right, and it's associated with women negatively.
0: It's not like, right, right.
1: Olivia. She's so full of rage. Like woohoo! Her! Um, <laughs> I'm one step away from a bear. <laughs> it's more of a, oh, wow, avoid Olivia today. Like she's, you know, female rage coming out type of a thing, you know, and it's always associated negatively when we don't always associate it negatively with men when we say that they're angry. It's more of like a righteous anger.
0: Right. It's not necessarily negative, And it's more of a leadership attribute that when you see like a leader that's, angry or rageful or they're they're really sticking it to someone or something like that. It's more of a it almost is like people look in on themselves and go, maybe I should be like that too, if they're like that, because they're getting things done when right. in reality, maybe that's not the case.
1: Right. No, that's a great point. And I think in the past couple of years, women have embraced this idea as, as a way of expressing their emotions to drive change. So it's almost like been a, a cultural shift in the past, um, number of years, as we've seen females be like, heck yeah, I'm angry. Like there's a lot of things that I'm not super thrilled about and yes. I'm going to use my voice differently than maybe I have in the past. And that's okay.
0: So that reminds me too of, I gotta bring up this pop culture moment. So when I'm just thinking about earlier this year when COVID was just starting to get a little more serious. Mm-hmm. This was also when, um I mean, the Black Lives Matter movements yep. just started. I remember there was a gif going around of this woman running out into the street and being like, I am so effing angry. <laughs> and they were just like, they were just going around and it was just this like this meme and stuff that was just being passed around and used all over pop culture. I am so pissed. <laughs> and I love it. Yeah, it was, and it was associated with, I think they called it a Karen, but it was like, it was yeah. a good Karen. It was just like, okay, Karen, that's okay. <laughs> like, right.
1: That's an okay Karen. Cause there's a lot of not okay Karens. Yeah. Um, but yes, that is fantastic because it's like that embracing of yeah, I'm pissed. I'm yeah. not okay. <laughs> kind of a thing.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: So as we talk through anger, you know, we can't always control how others receive our anger, but we can know how to identify, express, and harness this emotion to be a more empowering uh, situation. So what, how do, how do we start out this conversation, Olivia? What, What would you say to folks who maybe still find anger a bit confusing?
0: Yeah. So first of all, anger is not a negative emotion. It is not negative. It is not dangerous. It is an emotion that we need to express and we need to be able to communicate as well as, um, as you had said earlier, our body physically takes a toll from anger. So we need to be able to express it. And also know that anger, it doesn't hurt others. It can actually be very useful
1: With being threatened or like, if there's physical harm or humiliation, like it, it can be positive because it helps you understand like, Hey, there's something else going on here. And maybe what can I be doing differently around this circumstance?
0: Right. And, and and it could be a warning to us also where anger really could be something that we look and go, Oh crap, something needs to change. This isn't okay. There's something wrong. That's making me feel this way. Um, and Ultimately, it drives us to demand accountability.
1: But in the end, everything needs context, whether it's, Mm -hmm. you know, the happiest of happy days, the um, worst of worst days, right? It's, it all needs context. And I think, you know, anger is no um, exception to that. Someone's anger really might be justified, but we don't understand the backstory or, you know, what happened to them um, 15 years ago that might have them reacting a certain way. So right. I think we, we need to meet people where they're at and and give them that opportunity to share that context so that we can understand.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. And again, we hit already on this, but it has a lot of health concerns associated with it. So although it's not a negative emotion, it is something that you need to be sensitive about and be able to control so that you're not giving your body this unneeded adrenaline or in those right. endorphins or that negative blood pressure um, on your system. When in reality, that is the last thing we need right about <laughs> now. I don't know about you, but I think my blood pressure has been high since <laughs> March. So none of that. please. I would concur. <laughs> no. But with that, it's it's good to express anger, but there's healthy ways to be able to do that. Whether it be talking to someone Um, talking through whatever situation that is as well in the moment, Um, making sure you stick to the point and make it constructive by using like I statements. So I'm angry because X, Y, Z, and really direct that energy towards being an activist, bring awareness or educate others about what's happening in that situation rather than channeling that anger into maybe an attack on that person or right. other individual that's in the conversation with you.
1: And I think if you're expressing this anger or frustration or annoyance and you're, you feel like you're the only person who's experienced that, it's very isolating mm-hmm. in which that almost like compounds that anger. Right. So then you, you're you more likely to explode versus when you use those I statements or you direct it towards, um, you know, an activist. You know, activity or whatever, you're yeah. able to find people who maybe can say, Hey, Olivia, I'm with you. Like, that, yeah. uh, this is equally as affected me, like, not alone. What can we be doing to change that? Because I believe you or I've experienced something similar.
0: Right. Um, you know, but think- just really build that camaraderie. Right. And I think the other thing too is that when we see ourselves getting angry, usually it's something that's come up in the past or we have a general idea of, why we're becoming angry. So for example, like if someone annoys me once, I'm annoyed. Someone annoys me twice or three times, then I'm getting a little bit more uh, perturbed by it. But right. if it gets to the point where you're expressing anger and you're like, oh my gosh, they're not getting it. They're annoying me. What the heck? Like they're I'm at the point where I am angry slash to that rage aspect. Right. So it's also acknowledging and kind of identifying within ourselves that, oh, this is starting to get me angry. Maybe I need to start addressing this and pinpointing why I'm feeling this and right at the bud.
1: Right. Like, Hey, I am bubbling over. Mm-hmm. Like, like you think about like boiling a pot of water for pasta, right? It's like, Hey, I just put the water on like, Oh yeah, that's kind of annoying. And then it's like, well, I'm starting to like bubble. And then it's like, I am ready to like fly out of the pan type of a thing. It's like, we can't let ourselves get there. Yeah. And how do we come alongside one another to say, I see you bubbling over. <laughs> like, how do we turn down the temperature? How can I take some of the water out of that pan? Yeah. Um, just to help alleviate some of those stresses.
0: Yeah. And don't put a pot on, or don't put a top on that pot because then it really boils over. Okay? Don't Put a top on, don't the put pot. a top on it. You got to acknowledge it.
1: (laughs) Don't put it under the rug. (laughs) Let it boil with people supervising. (laughs) What an Um, analogy. Wow. We didn't even think of that prior. (laughs) That was not planned, folks. That was (laughs) ad hoc. Oh, man. Oh, goodness. Well, before we move into the likability effect, maybe we should go through um, when our customers are feeling frustrated or... You know, angry with Rockwell products if something, a line goes down. And how the
0: heck do we get these people support? So this week, we are sponsored by Rockwell Automation Tech Support. Mm -hmm. Take advantage of worldwide tech support resources every day. You face new challenges that can make it difficult to meet your production goals and prevent or overcome operational issues. Your workforce is aging. Your staff and or your budget may be getting leaner. Or maybe you just want some assistance. Like you can't find your stupid drive in your Logix 5000 IO tree. I get it. Where is it? I can't find it. If this sounds like you, then we can help you. We can improve productivity or of your maintenance personnel and automation equipment by identifying training opportunities. We can reduce your downtime by improving availability of and access to technical resources and troubleshooting. And ultimately, we're there for you to give us a call with every question you may have. We can help you today.
1: Don't let your pot boil over. Call tech support today. <laughs> But really, we've got engineers on call, ready to support, help. Um, no reason to let production frustrations bubble over. We're here to help you.
0: I got to say, I was, uh, I was, I've used tech support multiple times. And even just talking to someone, those tech support people, they are therapists out there. Yes, they, they are. They have an engineering degree, but they've got a minor in therapy and psychology. Let me tell you. That's right. And they're here to
1: answer the phone.
0: Yeah, so let's get into this a little bit more because yeah. I think the best way to talk through this is through some examples and understanding mm-hmm. how we experience this in our day to day life. Absolutely.
1: So, you know, as we talk through female rage and anger, and specifically in the professional um, place where you know we find ourselves every day, but if we look at what Olivia and I call like the likability effect. Uh, We wanted to walk through a couple of examples, you know, that we've seen in the world today with a a double standard between men and women expressing uh, anger
0: and frustration. So with that, then let's, let's look at some examples in our day-to-day lives. And one of our favorite categories where anger and rage come out in different ways is the sporting world. Corinne. Right.
1: So Oddly enough, I never, you know, my younger Corinne probably would have never thought she would have been a mega tennis fan, but I adore tennis. Um, And I couldn't help but notice, you know, a couple of years ago, Serena Williams was in the U.S. Open women's final against Naomi Osaka, and she was given the highest ever fine for verbal abuse in the history of the U.S. Open. Um, There were some words exchanged between the ump and Serena, Back and forth because there was um, an accusation that her coach was giving her signs and signals from the um stands. And Serena was like, this is absolutely not happening. She called the umpire a thief um, and was physically frustrated and angry mm-hmm. at the situation that she would be accused of such a thing. She went on to, you know, lose that game. Um, but what tainted that whole situation was just her, her frustration and her outwardly showing that frustration. We flash forward to 2020. I think it was just like two weekends ago or so. And uh, Novak Djokovic, um, Djokovic, on the other hand, lost his cool uh, during a match. And he had repeatedly hit a couple balls out of anger and frustration. And one ended up hitting a line ref or line umpire in the mm-hmm. throat in which she immediately dropped and, ah. um, Djokovic immediately ran over and was like, Oh, you know, the situation became real of like, I may have really just injured this individual. Um, but basically it was the same level of fine. I believe mm-hmm. between these two, um, both Serena and Djokovic and, um, you know, Serena's was a verbal attack. Djokovic was a physical attack, um, and they both received a $10,000 fine. So what, if you really look at this, you know, the double standard that exists, what would have been the cost had Serena hit a line umpire and you can't help but feel that it would have been
0: astronomically have gotten, higher. Yeah. Right. She would have gotten evicted or ejected, sorry, objected. She got have <laughs> or <ejected>. evicted both. <laughs> yeah. Um, So it's, it's
1: fascinating, just the difference of punishment between men and women. And this is just one degree, um, you know, really focused in on tennis, but it really exemplifies that, that difference it's there. It exists.
0: Yeah. And it's, and you know what, it's funny because we see this exact kind of comparison in sports all over all over and it's looked at like oh it's fine they're just having a temper tantrum it's all the adrenaline in the men like this is their this is their job it's okay it's like we turn a blind eye but then i remember when the whole serena thing went down where it felt like it was constantly like oh my gosh serena williams is is she's got such a temper she's like so crazy like watch out when you're near her where it's like are you kidding me? Are you going to say Tom Brady has a temper when he throws his helmet? Are you going to like say all these things when in reality, like women are being treated as if like they just killed someone. Whereas men are like, Oh, it's okay. Little Tommy here. Let's pat you (laughs) on the head, pat you on the back and get you back out there. It's okay. Like, no, it's, it's so
1: true. It's an interesting divide. Right. Um, mm -hmm. And I even just think about a personal example of mine. Um, I think about a a conference call I was on actually just this year in which uh, there was an individual on the phone who was setting the stage for a solution that we were working through and delivering incorrect facts. And I interjected on behalf of my customer and my distributor saying, hey, that's not true. That's incorrect. Like, here's Mm -hmm. what happened. Um, and I was then interrupted with the comment of Corinne, you need to check your tone. You catch more, um, bees with honey than with vinegar. And that stunned me. Um, I, I didn't think I was coming across any different than I normally do. I mean, Olivia has seen me in all forms of Corinne, good, bad, and ugly. Um, but I was like, I did not think I was coming across in any type of way. And then to be publicly scolded for correcting information, I was just beside myself. So that was a very um, interesting situation. And I I had a bunch of people call me after and be like, you were not out of line. Something else must have been going on type of a thing, but you still can't help but feel, Hey, I was the only female on the call. I was -hmm. the only person under a certain age on the call. Is this a young, confident female issue? You know, right. that that ha- I happen to be at the wrong place, wrong time.
0: Right. And my other thought too is that just the way you present yourself, there's no way that you would have said it like rudely or been like, um, excuse me. No, no, wrong, wrong, I wrong. You are wrong. Wrong. <laughs> we need to pause this, wrong, wrong. No, I don't I that is not something I could ever see you being like when interjecting this. So yeah, I, you know. When that happens, y- you got to think that it's probably something on their end, like you, like your coworkers had said. But right. at the same time, though, um, can we talk about that phrase first of all? You catch more bees with honey. Bees make honey. I'm sorry, <laughs> this is a non sequitur, but bees make honey. That doesn't ma- That that phrase doesn't doesn't work. Doesn't work. Doesn't work. Does not equate. So oh, that's a great point that's why I keep you around <laughs> not that sad satisfaction <laughs> that that phrase means nothing I get the point nothing. but oh goodness so
1: yeah I don't Olivia I don't know if you have any examples that you would want to share um oh, around yeah. just female rage and things you've experienced in your
0: own life. Yeah. I mean, so this is more of a personal thing for me. So when it comes to, um, I mean, just like little personal, like tiffs with my fiance or something like that, like we're normal, we're not perfect, nothing major, but like, you know, there's sometimes we're like, I'll definitely get a little bit more heated with him than I would like to. And he'll always be like, Oh, is it that time of month? Is that why you're being so like you're particular? That's why you're being a little more heated than everything? It literally just that phrase like makes me go from angry rage to rage. Yeah. Angry yeah. to rage. And I'm like, "No, it has nothing to do with it. You're not listening." <laughs> right? That's a trigger statement. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, we see it in our everyday lives, but It's definitely one of those things where for me personally, like when it comes to when I get angry, oftentimes I'm the kind of person that, um, I think on my feet, but when I'm angry and I don't know how to act, I need time to reflect on it. I Mm -hmm. can't normally just like talk through my anger right at the same time. Right. So I think that's something too we need to be aware of is how, when other people are angry, if they need to talk through it then, cause then, or even just asking, like, even when you had the, the instant where, um, you were thought of as being angry, had you really been angry, maybe right. that's something where as myself, if I were in that meeting, it could be like, Hey, crin you okay? Let's talk through this. Are right. you, um, do you want to talk now or should we talk later?
1: Right. Absolutely. Like give those options for people to kind of reset Mm -hmm. Um, and also make sure that we're giving options, not just to the females, because I think a lot of times we just react when the females might get, get a heightened, um, emotional response when in Mm -hmm. reality, everyone experiences emotions. So make sure we're like, Hey, you know, if it's a male or female, like, Hey, do we just want to reset? Maybe circle back on this issue, take a pause and kind of see where we can go and, that way it levels the playing field for everyone. Right, right. So I do think we should, well, before we talk through anger as a social construct, you know, we see women today claiming the forefront of movements. So everything from the Me Too movement to Black Lives Matter to climate change, women are the forefront of a lot of these movements and we're demanding an end to a lot of the institutional um, frustrations and corruption and discrimination that have been around for however long. And we're saying, who cares to this risk of being publicly angry? Mm -hmm. So while this is fantastic, all on board, like women keep charging forward, it's still, jury's still out on how this is being received by the public, right? Are we being received respectfully? Um, Is this activism to people or is it just anger? So it's it's an interesting space to be in as this cultural shift is happening and women are embracing anger and rage. Um, because enough is enough in some circumstances. Like let's let's get on to equality, man. Like that, let's go. Mm-hmm. Nope, I completely agree. But as we move into this idea of anger as a social construct, Olivia, do you kind of want to walk us through how we raise young men and boys? Um, around what it means to be, you know, masculine and mm-hmm. what is manhood and why certain things exist today?
0: Yeah. So as I had stated a little bit earlier too, when I think of anger, it's typically because it's associated with men, right? And that's exactly what's taught to us. We are taught that men and boys are supposed to be strong and decisive, and credible and powerful. And they're taught to suppress being uh, emotional or suppress sorrow and act tough while girls are encouraged to smile and be nice and use their soft voices. And s- just again, just smile more, just smile, Corinne. Don't just keep smiling. Scowl, Olivia, you're prettier <laughs> when you smile. Don't, don't scowl. But <laughs> there's this dichotomy where men are are allowed to show this, this aggressive energy where women were not supposed to, we're supposed to be the calm, calm force in the room. Mm-hmm. Um, and even like, I've had this said to me before, as a woman, you're too pretty to be scowling. Like, okay. Am I not allowed to be upset about something? Is, am I not entitled to having my own thoughts and opinions on a matter? Like, right. I hate that. So but yeah, girls are girls are raised to be polite and have this self control and and not to curse. Whereas men, again, that's seems to be out the window. And right. what's funny is that I I mean I've totally lived that also in our industry. Whereas when you when you go out into our customers or anywhere out in the field. You see a lot of these men where something's broken, something's down, and they're running around screaming, get this up, get this. Like they're showing this like enormous presence because they're angry. And my thought is that when I see that, if I saw a woman doing the same thing, you would probably get completely different reactions from the operators and the people around them because they'd probably be like, what is this chick doing? why is she running around screaming? What is she doing? Whereas the men are like, they demand to be listened to, I think. Right. And I think as you, like, as
1: we try to categorize that, you know, women who come across as assertive, aggressive, angry, even Mm -hmm. holding really strong opinions um, are often labeled as rude, belligerent, Mm -hmm. confrontational, and uncooperative. Yeah. While you've completely flipped that over to what you were just saying, Olivia, a, an angry young man or man with these same exact behaviors are often seen as leaders and confident and enabling uh, crafty disruption. Right. Um, and so there's a, there's a heightened double standard there where the same reaction, justified reaction is viewed very differently depending on what gender you are. Yep. Yep. And then to even take things a step further, Black and minority ethnic children are held to a very different standard than white children. So behaviorally, um, Black students are seen as less innocent, unfortunately. And so they're more likely to be disciplined than their white peers. So, you know, as we go down the, this rage conversation, you think about like Black woman rage. That's mm-hmm. a real thing you know, it's, it's a fine line to walk and I can, I can't speak, you know, I don't mean to speak on behalf of my black and brown sisters, but it's a, it's a fine line to walk that female woman rage. And then you add in that extra dimension of, oh yeah, I'm a black woman. You know, it's,
0: (laughs) that is incredibly exhausting. Right. Right. And I mean, so that's something that Again, another pop culture moment. I'm just going to bring it in here. Love it. So for any of our listeners who are uh, Housewives of Potomac uh, fans, there was a huge fight that went down between two of the Black women on the show. And that was the biggest topic that came out of that fight, is that all of the other women who all were, I believe almost the entire cast is also Black or were partially Black, um, one of the biggest discussions was – that's an absolute no-no we are attempting to change this narrative and take our um and change the idea of black women having this rage and having this this constant stereotype over them when they get upset so to have two black women fighting on national television on a platform that they have like that was immediately like the rest of the women were like nope I want nothing to do with both of you. Wow. Like you put that in bad perspective. See you later. So that was something just interesting re- recently. So you know,
1: yeah, very recently. You're you're the pop culture queen. So so, so. Drag it all my pop culture. That's very fascinating.
0: <laughs> no, it's my escape. It's my escape. That's all. Y'all I can need
1: say. it. <laughs> so, as we kind of wrap this up for our listeners, how would we? How do we want to create a call to action? for women, and um, in those who per- are perceiving female rage, how can we, what can we be doing differently?
0: Well, first we need to be self-aware. Talked a little bit more about this, that we can understand when that, when that pot's about to pop or that, that cauldron's going to brew over. We need to be able to know the difference between anger, aggression, and assertiveness in ourselves. Um, and, Identify that, understand what the root cause of why these emotions are coming up. Um, but ultimately when it comes to our own emotions, it's you, like you said, you just got to check yourself. Yeah. Like it's okay to express those, but make sure you're expressing them in a healthy and constructive way to be able to get things done rather than just going off the handle and right. just venting to a point where it's not helping anything
1: and use your resources. You know, yeah. when, after my circumstance where I was, you know, t- talked to about my tone and, um, you know, the, the whole B is saying I called a, a lot of my female mentors and I just was like, check me. Mm-hmm. I'm really angry on this situation, but check me, is this justified? And, you know, they would give me honest feedback. And, um, that is, really in a way women can support women. Like, Hey Olivia, that's not, I don't know if I felt that same way. You might just need to check kind of how and why you were feeling this certain way, or that is way out of line. I completely appreciate how you reacted. Like let me know how I can support you in that next conversation. Cause that is inexcusable. So just helping that and trusting each other on let's go do our homework and make sure we're understanding the context of each other. Mm -hmm. And then let's make sure we support appropriately, whether it's good or bad.
0: And even as supporting appropriately, even in the moment when you maybe Mm -hmm. see a colleague or coworker becoming angry, if they're justified in it, maybe help say something and support Mm -hmm. them. And maybe you being able to acknowledge that or help give them support in their point might actually help boil their... or lessen their boil a little bit,
1: turn down that temperature. Yes. exactly. (laughs) Take off that
0: top. (laughs) Absolutely.
1: Yeah. That, that leads into let's challenge and continuously challenge stereotypes. You Mm -hmm. know, this whole idea that women are more emotional and irrational than men is not true. We all experience emotions. So how do we, like you were just saying, how do we approach those situations Mm -hmm. where someone might be getting heated, try to empathize, and then turn down that temperature and really level set the room. Right.
0: Right. Really embrace that and challenge people with these stereotypes. So like when, um, for example, if someone set, if one of our female leaders or something says something that other people are like, oh my, and then they end up saying something, maybe checking that person that said something and being like, no, she's actually entitled to those feelings. And Yeah. Absolutely. This is what it is. Absolutely. And I think the thing we want to end
1: on for our listeners is be brave. You know, anger is a confusing, uh, emotion, but it Mm -hmm. is a positive emotion. So be brave and trust your intuition. Just make sure you have that self-awareness and you're supporting your other colleagues to, um, make sure we're, we're using it appropriately. Right. And then be true to you because that is always the better decision than being nice. You know, we can be nice and be true to ourselves, but let's make sure that we are true to ourselves, true to our values before anything.
0: Right. And that you can authentically represent, represent yourself and your emotions at work in everything that you do. So. So with that, thank you everyone so much for joining us and we will talk to you soon.